This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Episode 101 of the Morning Skate. The boys are back. We went on a three-month hiatus. You haven't seen us since... Uh, free agent frenzy which in hindsight looking back at it Hal and I spent the beginning of July with each other at Martha's Vineyard uh, because you know fancy boys so uh, it's Ked here if you haven't listened in a while if you forget my voice Ked I'm with Hal Hal what up dog what's up dude how you how you you living B I just wanted to say I just wanted to say to everyone out there that I'm not sorry at all uh, for the three-month hiatus. It went by really fast. Uh, Bruins, I don't know. I mean, the Bruins lost the cup. I was kind of out of it for a while. I needed to recharge. Had a little bit of a hangover. This episode's going to be tough. I think I'm going to be winded about 20 minutes in. Um, but I'm happy to be back. But once again, I'm not sorry at all. I enjoyed my vacation. The fact, we didn't even realize it had been three months, which is kind of crazy. Like, I feel like I didn't take enough advantage of not having to do anything for three months so uh while i am excited to come back it really it really was needed so so many things there just happened when you said that you weren't sorry about it i want to reach through the fucking computer and punch you in the face but then when you said it was because the bruins lost the cup totally get that like if the rangers were in the cup and they lost like i'd be pretty pissed also and something no. something to hang our hats on we made it to 100 episodes before this happened yeah, I right? think which a lot of people thought it kind of looked like we got to 100 episodes and then we were just going to retire. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that. <laughs> it probably could have happened, dude, but it didn't. No. Uh, and I just also want to point out, like, let's not act like I was the only one enjoying my vacation. Like, I didn't hear a lot coming on from the other side. It seemed like you had a nice summer as well. It so. is true. It is true. I think, I don't know, we're, we're not going to really break down divisions and conferences like we did last year, but I think... At this point, we're just going to ignore everything and just pretend like we have been doing it and then just get right into it, right? That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe. I don't even think we, like, thought about this, but I think maybe we should at least have, like, at some point maybe, like, teams you think might win their conferences in the Stanley Cup. I think that might be a fair thing to do. Okay, maybe we'll do that at the end of NHL in the news. that sound good? All right. All right, cool. So, uh... If, if you haven't listened in a while or if you're a new listener, this is kind of what we do. We break down NHL in the news, different stories that are going on. Uh, Ked, myself, I'm a Rangers fan. Hal's a Bruins fan. At the end of this, we're going to kind of talk about our teams uh, leading up to the next season. 
From there, we will go into um, our Patty B hotline. Uh, again, if you're a new listener, we have a hotline. You can call 518-309-2595, or you can leave voicemails. that will be played on the podcast weekly. We call it the Patty B hotline because he's pretty much the only one who does it. Uh, but, I mean, we love it because he shows up every week, and we appreciate the hell out of you, Pat. Although, Pat's been throwing me some serious shade on Facebook recently. I'm kind of over that, Pat. Settle down, buddy. From there, we move on to our Laga Sports Heroes and Zeros. This was uh, Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. We call it that because he's a hero and a zero. Uh, that eventually ended up going to Lee Stepniak, and uh, we're just I'll announce it right now. It's back to Dom Moore. Lee Stepniak didn't live up to what he was supposed to do. Dom, buddy, you're back. We miss you. You can't live without you. Um, so we'll get into that. And then from there, we do our three stars where we pick like a – like a random thing, whether hockey, not hockey, or top three or bottom three of whatever it is. When we get there, you'll understand what's going on. So, uh, You ready to get into NHL news, buddy? Uh, All right, here we go. NHL news, play the music. Oh, we also have cool music pieces like this one. So, NHL in the news, here we go. Uh, <laughs> this is, this one, I don't know how I feel about it. So, I get, I get a text from Hal saying, Hey, dude, just want to let you know, Austin Matthews got in a bar fight. Uh, I think he's cool now. I'm like, holy shit. So, I go on, on Twitter and, like, I don't know, like, bar fights are kind of cool. Hockey player, bar fight, into it. So, I see something that says Austin Matthews got in trouble. So, I quote tweet it and I say, I fucking love it. Because, again, hockey player bar fight we're thinking like old 70s 80s players always getting in fights cool and then i was like you know what i should probably look into it just in case and i look into it and austin matthews did not get in the bar fight austin matthews tried breaking into a security car pulled down his pants in front of a woman grabbed his ass walked away so i immediately deleted the fucking love it thing because that would have been a pr nightmare um what do you have on this whole thing yeah all right so he goes yeah (laughs) Well, first off, I apologize, I guess. Like, it was like a Saturday night, I think, or something along those lines. Maybe a Friday, and I had a few beers, and I texted that to you. I didn't really double-check it that much. I didn't find out till the next day. I think, like, Popper or somebody, like, blogged it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I read the blog, and I was like, oh, that was... At first, I was like, dude, I can't believe this guy that works for us wrote this blog, and he didn't even get the fucking facts right. I was like... <laughs> oh, you think you got it wrong? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was still right. And then I went online, and it was clear that... I was incorrect. Um, few things on this. Number one, right. if, if anybody ever jumps into my car, I'm going to try to kill him. I don't really have that much killer instinct behind me, but the fact that this lady didn't go for somebody's jugular is extreme restraint on her end and kind of alarming that she was not more scared. I don't care if they're, like, drunk people. Like, the thought of, like, drunk, four drunk dudes hopping into my car pisses me off so fucking much i would lose my shit yeah and like so number one number two i thought it was cool when it was a bar fight i don't know how cool this is like we've all made mistakes like we've all drank too much we've all done things we shouldn't have but again i'm gonna go back to the jumping in someone's car that's weird to me number three I don't think the Leafs can ever win at anything that they do. It seemed like they're holding off for this big grand announcement that Austin Matthews was going to be their team captain, and then this came out, and now they're just kind of like sitting there. Has has any, nothing's happened on that front, right? It's still crickets. <clears throat> yeah. So, 
what I thought was interesting is they asked Kyle Dubas about this, and he said that he found out on Twitter. <laughs> so, like, uh, I, 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 don't I don't know how I feel about Kyle Dubas, but, but my thing on that is, and you might really disagree with this take, Austin Matthews, like, is a generational talent, and he's an unbelievable hockey player, but that doesn't mean that you have to be the captain of your team. Like, it's okay not to be the captain, like, Patty Kane liked the party when he was 21, 22. He got in trouble. He was never really a leader, but it's pretty clear all of his teammates love him. Um, he's actually not that bad of a guy, and he's had, like, a Hall of Fame career. Like, it's okay not to be the captain. I just don't think, like, when you're a captain in, like, a professional sport, you cannot bring negative publicity to your team. You have to be the guy who, even if you black out with the boys, like, if you're in the dead of a blackout, your captain needs to be the person that either, like, puts someone in the car or, like, send them home or shit like that. So, yeah. to me, like, I, Morgan Riley seems like a perfect character for me. Like, he's handled everything the right way. He's a defenseman that Toronto media doesn't hate, and he's a little bit older, and, like, maybe you, like, say, hey, this is yours for now. Like, if Austin grows into it, cool. But, like, you do not have to rush Austin Matthews into being captain. No. So, that's I, what take on the whole thing. Yeah, so... I have I have a couple things about this. Like, the people that are calling for him to be suspended for this, shut up. Like, the kid made a mistake. He, he's, how old is he? Like, 21? 20, 21 years old. I'm assuming 21 because he was drinking, and that would have been another whole thing that was, oh, he's terrible. Um, at first, I thought it was so, like, the suspension thing, I think, is really stupid. And then I thought, like, people just getting fucking really, really pissed off about this was really stupid. But the thing is, is, like, I, I okay, I have two things. One... The, the person whose car he tried to get into is a security guard. And, I mean, that's a job where shit like that happens. Not, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, okay, like, Austin Math, like, this is okay to do. But, like, you signed up for some sketchy shit being a security guard, right? Yeah, well, at the same time, though, dude, if I can interject, when I was a youngin and I dealt with security guards, it was more of a running from the security guards or hiding from the yeah, security yeah, guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Um, my thing is, I he, I don't think you should be captain for this one reason. You have to be smarter than this, man. Like, it is 2019. This isn't, like, 1980s, 1990s. Like, you're gonna, if you do anything like this, people are gonna find out, right? And, and, like, being drunk and having fun with your friends, cool. But if you're making millions of dollars and, like, you're, like, this giant investment for one of the, like, the biggest franchises in hockey, like, you can't be doing shit like this. Like, that's, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. <laughs> and I get that. And what he did was wrong. I totally get it. I also don't think that people should be calling him a shitty person because he got drunk and he, like, tried opening a door of a fucking security car. Like, I don't think that makes you a shitty person. I think you did something that was fucked up. But, like, to say, like, oh, like, your morals and values and, like, you're entitled and all this bullshit, like, no. He was, with his friends, he was drunk. He tried opening a door and he walked away. And, and like... Another thing I thought was weird about it is, like, a lot of people were pissed about him trying to open the door. Not that many people seem to be pissed about him, like, pulling his pants down and grabbing his ass. I thought that would have been more something to get mad about. But then, well, I, I was thinking, like, is Mooning not obvious. funny anymore? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, like, the most obvious thing, dude. I agree with all those points. And the thing, the thing too, that you just kind of brought up, and I was thinking about it, when you said Kyle Dubas, like, found out on Twitter, like... A red flag for not being a captain to me is like you gotta tell the team, dude. especially when they're like probably gonna name you captain. Like, dude, I don't know a ton about pro sports, dude, but I've watched Hard Knocks a time or two, and I've seen multiple scenes—not in this past Raiders <laughs> season, but multiple scenes where they're like, 
hey man, like you got arrested for like weed and like gun possession, like in your Ferrari, like you need to tell us before like we find out from the cops or else you're gonna get caught. Like it seems like rule one. Yeah, like you think Mark Messier wouldn't have like told somebody or like you know like those big leaders? Well, they wouldn't have. I don't know. You have to you have to tell somebody, especially when you're like this big high profile person who the team's investing tons of money into. Like, pr- pretty much naming you captain without naming you captain, and then your GM finds out on Twitter, like, that yeah. is a rough look. A really rough yeah. look. So, Austin Matthews, man, I'm not mad. I'm just a bit disappointed. <laughs> Which that's makes sense fair. because you're 21 years old, and that's, that's, you know what I mean? So Yeah, we don't have this written down anywhere either, but I just kind of want your opinion on all of this as well since we're on the lease. We'll do it really quick. Mitch Marner, I think, got his contract. It seems like he kind of got what he wanted. Do you think that all kind of worked out fine? I think Paul Marner's pretty pumped up right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Marner's dad is a favorite of this podcast as well. Second question, William Nylander has, like, cornrows and shit in the offseason. Like, he changed his number. Like, he's a bad boy on Instagram. We've gone back and forth on this. I really like Nylander. I hated him. I think you hated him. Then you liked him. Then you hated him. Like, I, what's your stance on William Nylander at this time? <coughs> if he's doing this... Because he thinks he's Judy Highroller and he actually thinks that. And he's like, oh, I'm a badass thug. He's a loser. But if he's doing this because he's, like, trying to be, like, the funny guy and, he, and like, oh, this is a little stylish to see how far I can push it, like, I'm kind of on board with it. I don't know. Dude, I, sh- I, I, think- sh- I shaved Ked into the side of my head when we went and played Nationals. And I walked around with a flowhawk with Ked in my hair. So, like, I have, I have no room to talk about cornrows. Right. And, dude, I don't want to – I don't want this to be mean – but did you win that Nationals? No, we got killed. And that and that's my point, dude, is like the Toronto Maple Leafs are kind of like a Juco team on the run right now. You got one guy with disorderly conduct. You got another guy yeah. whose dad is pumping his tires for more ice time. You got a third kid with cornrows. They just seem like, and they're like making Apple like iPhone commercials last year in the playoffs. Like, I don't know. Toronto is just like, they keep giving. Like, it was Ottawa for three years. I think the stories are going to keep coming out of Toronto. Third side note, and I know we're really hung up on That's this fine. now. I, I wanted to point this out. I uh, I was scrolling through Twitter today. The Blackhawks are like overseas playing like in Germany or some Ugh. shit today. Alex Nylander, though, William Nylander's brother, and I know it's preseason, was getting a chance, and he was on a line with Jonathan Tays and he scored a goal. I don't know if that's going to be kind of like a Strom situation where you're going to have another prospect who's basically a failure in the AHL for the Rochester Americans. Uh, kind of revive himself in Chicago. I think the New York Rangers tried doing this years ago with Fedor Fedorov and Marcel Hosa, where they went out and they got like these big guys' brothers, and they just shit the bed. And now you look, and the Blackhawks are doing it right. They're picking the right brothers. They're the right brothers. You like that? Shout out to my brain. Um, and I don't know. They're they're doing their thing. So that was a good point as well, Hal. Good point. All right, what's next, dude? What's next? Tom Wilson got ejected from a preseason game. I think this is kind of a non-issue. We kind of already know who Tom Wilson is and how he really thrives in the preseason. I saw this one tweet that said uh, (coughs) Tom Wilson getting getting suspended in preseason is pretty much the middle square of a bingo card. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, But what I wanted to talk about is this came out to The Athletic a couple days ago. Wilson, 25, will get an opportunity to be the alternate captain if there are no, if there are injuries to any players above him. He's right there, Reardon said. Todd, uh, and then Wilson said, Todd's been talking to me about this for a while. I just want to continue to be a good leader and continue to take responsibility on and off the ice. It's something that, over the course of time, it just kind of happens. Do you think it's happening? 
No, dude. So here's my thing on this, and I, I like Tom Wilson. He crosses the line, but he's one of the last of a dying breed, dude, and I'll stand by that. I love the way he plays. I have it down in my predictions. I'm talking power forwards this year. It is a big year for the power forward. But what I wanted to say on this is sometimes you're just not a captain material. Like, you can be a leader in the locker room. There's no doubt in my mind if Tom Wilson wants to scream at someone in the locker room, they're fucking listening. Yeah. Jacob Bono's looking the other way when Tom Wilson's <laughs> yeah. in the Gatorade cooler. Like, not a chance. My thing is, though, is, like, as a Bruins fan, Brad Marchand, like, he is respecting that locker room. He's without a doubt a leader, but he is, like, the number seven in line to get an assistant captain. Like, when he has a letter on his jersey, they are down the depth chart. Like, you can be a leader on a team, but, like, assistant captain's role is, like, when the captain's not there to, like, talk to the refs. Like, Tom Wilson, like, talking to the refs. Like, he's – what's he going to talk about what he just did and, like, yeah. argue? Like, he's going to be in the box. What's the point of that? No, I, I think so, too. Like, your captains and assistant captains kind of have to uh, – I mean, they kind of have to be, like, teacher's pets. They can't be the guy in the back of the room giving somebody a wet willy, breaking their pencil in half. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, right? Like, you don't, the hall monitor, the hall monitor isn't, like, ripping their jewel in the bathroom, dude. They're the ones snarking on others. Yeah, like, <laughs> Tom well, Wilson. Tom you might respect the kid more ripping the jewel in the bathroom than the hall monitor, but, like, yeah, not the hall if, if, if we were to compare the Washington Capitals to the Breakfast Club, like, Tom Wilson would be John Bender, and I don't think you want John Bender dealing with, you know, the referees or, or the dean of the school. That's, that's a point. All right, um, <laughs> mo- moving on. This is interesting. There's really been no update, but about a month ago, again, because we've been off offline for a little bit, report came out. Rick Carpinello said something along the lines that Pierre Maguire has been designated to the number two NBC team. That uh, <coughs> who's the goalie? Uh, Brian Boucher was moving up. I wrote a blog about it. Blew up. People hate Pierre Maguire. If you guys ever want to do a hockey website and you want to get clicks on a blog, just type in Pierre Maguire, shit blows up. Um, well, comes out like a couple days later, Pierre goes, no, that's not what, that's not what's happening. So we have this struggle between is it happening or is it not happening, and we still haven't heard whether or not it's happening. What do you have on this? Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think maybe there was talks within NBC that it was going to happen, and then Pierre found out, and he just started fucking throwing a temper tantrum. And they're like, all right, Pierre, you can keep it. But all in all, like, my personal opinion is I really, like, in the playoffs, he pisses me off. But in a regular season game, like, if I turn tune into, like, what's a matchup that's always on? Flyers, like, Islanders is on, like, a Wednesday night rivalry, even though it's not really a rivalry. Yep. Pierre McGuire's there giving me random stats. I don't really hate it that much. It's more when my team's playing. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it's Pierre Maguire. He's kind of an idiot, but he kind of adds entertainment. Hell, you just like, nailed it, dude. When he's not talking about your team, like, if your team's not in it, he's actually quite, kind of enjoyable to hear. Because you hear all these stupid shit that's kind of like, oh, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. People are thinking I'm going to be smart. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and on top of that, like, you don't really, like, you have an idea of, like, what's going on around the league, but, like, when he's talking about your own team and your own players, you're like, well, he just called that ball mover defenseman, like, an elite puck mover. Like, this guy's an idiot. But when he says it about the Arizona Coyotes, you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, he looks great. That guy can move the puck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, if he's there, great. If not, whatever. But I hope I hope somehow, like, it, boil, it like blows up or, like, 
Pierre quits or like something happens. I need some drama at NBC. Yeah, my only thing is like for Pierre to be like, no, that's not what's happening. You would think that he'd be like, hey, NBC, can you tell people this isn't happening? And like that hasn't happened. Yeah, that's true. That's true. NBC is quiet on that front, so maybe he's just trying his best. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, in in other news that makes the world go round, Jordan Stahl is named the captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. If you're a new listener, I hate the Carolina Hurricanes more than anything in the goddamn world. I hate their social media team. I hate their little dances that they do at their games. I'm 28 years old, not an old man, so don't tell me I'm an old man fucking yelling at clouds. I just think it's fucking stupid. Justin Williams took a hike. He said, no thanks, I don't want this anymore. I can't stand them. And what sucks is I love their jerseys, and I actually kind of like the guys on their team. But the fact that Jordan Stahl's a captain, and also if you're just tuning in for the first time, I hate the entire Stahl family. I cannot stand them more than anything. I'm a Rangers fan. Hate Mark Stahl. Brutal. Uh, what do you have on this? This makes so much sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that one, this is one of those situations where it's like there aren't a ton of guys on that team that are ready to be an NHL captain, and you have one guy that's been in the organization for nine years, and his teammates probably like him, so it's like, there you go. So I'm not like going to put too much weight on that. Um, the other, I don't know. It's kind of like an it-whatever move to me. I know you're going to fucking hate it, but the one thing I was thinking about, and I did get confirmation, so they're not doing the dances this year. Um, they realized it was a lightning in a bottle one year thing. No way. Is that com- confirmed? Yeah, it's, it's done, dude. They're not, they're not doing the, what was it called? The storm surge? They're not doing the storm surge anymore? No, it was a one year thing, man. They think it'd be forced. When, when did, when did that come out? You're positive. I'm like 95%. Cause I knew, cause I knew that they weren't doing it for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. And I don't know the NHL, EA Sports, or whatever, just put it in their video game. So like, I that that's huge news if that's what's actually going on. I should have blogged about it. So I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, if I'm wrong, which I probably could be, I'm sorry, but I'm like 95 percent sure it's retired. So I think you might actually kind of take a turn. Because while you do hate the Hurricanes, you have to admit you are a fan of Tom Dundon. Yeah, Dundon, man, love love me some Dundon. The Dundon. Uh, moving and, uh, and on. Oh, not moving on. Side note, really quick. Because I just wanted to bring up Tom Dundon something. I was listening. We had a we had a listen. We had a Barstool Chief. He's a Chicago Blackhawks blogger. Uh, he was on the podcast like a year ago. He's friends with Scott Darling. He just did like a podcast with Scott Darling recently. And Scott Darling did say that when he got to Carolina, that the like amenities and like flying and shit was so much worse than Chicago. And then Tom Dundon came in and he started treating him like a first class organization. So he gets. A tough rap for being tight on the wallet, but I guess they were getting fed well on the jet. As long as they're feeding Scott Darling well, dude, that's good in my book. Anyway, Tom. Uh, <laughs> moving on. This is this is kind of like a whole cluster. The Winnipeg Jets are kind of in shambles. <clears throat> uh, they traded Jacob Trubin to the Rangers for Neil Pionk. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out. And then earlier this offseason when Line A was not signed yet, he said that he uh, – He's never able to play with the best players, which I thought was a pretty big shot. Since then, he's talked to Brian Little, and they said that they've hashed it out. But if I'm a second-line center and your winger's telling you that you're not like one of the best players on the team, I'd be pretty pissed off. Um, Dustin Bufflin took a leave of absence. I think that he's kind of pulling a Ryan O'Reilly. He fell out of love with the game. But instead of demanding a trade from Buffalo and throwing a giant hissy fit, Dustin Bufflin just taking a step back, which I respect. That's, that's the American way to do things. And uh, last but not least, I thought this was funny. 
a reporter asked Paul Maurice, so, ma so many different players that I might ask about, but I'll say to you, first to you, who stood out to you in this one? And Maurice replies, no, go ahead and ask. That way it's easier for me. I'm going to miss somebody's name, and they're going to cry all the way home. Go ahead and ask. So I think Paul Maurice is getting kind of fed up with the Winnipeg media. Uh, what do you have with the Jets, man? Because you know I was white out Ked there for that one offseason, or the one playoff push, so. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, the Jets seem to have kind of fallen apart for me a little bit. I think they signed Morrissey, but they lost, like, the majority of their defense defensemen, so that's going to be kind of interesting. Hellbuck took a step back last year. Patrick Laine, I mean, I kind of agree with what he's saying in a sense, like, you have to know what Patrick Laine is, and he's a goal scorer, and if he's not with, like, your top players, he's probably not going to score as many goals. Like, putting, I, I just think, like, and I don't really like Patrick Laine, as a player, and he kind of seems like a weird dude too. But I think putting a guy on third line like Patrick Line, like he, that's not going to make him like back check harder and like forecheck and like do the small things. That's just not who he is. Like mm -hmm. you just kind of have to embrace it. He's just going to score goals and kind of float out there and be good with it. And if you're not good with it, then fucking trade him because I think like that's who he is. Yeah, I'm, agree with that? I'm kind of out on Patrick Line. I liked him a lot, but like the whole Fortnite thing and just like he's in the news all the time for like. I guess just like not really caring. It's just he's like a he's an enigma. He he's supposed to be this awesome guy, and he does. He still put up thirty goals, and he didn't show up for like eighty percent of the year last year. But I I don't know. I, I used to uh -huh. love him, and now I just I just I don't know. I'd rather have Capo Caco. So uh, the Dustin Buff one thing. I hope everything's all right with there. I think we're big we're big Buff fans, um, and we've always been big Buff fans. The one thing I will say on this is part of me thinks like maybe like he got the offseason got away with him from him too many cheeseburgers, Dude, ribs. I was gonna beer. say the same thing. I was gonna do you remember that one year he showed up and he was like three hundred and fifty pounds? Yeah. He couldn't he didn't want that again. He didn't want those photos circulating. He didn't want to be failing the physicals. So instead he took a leave of absence and right now he's trying his goddamn hardest to get back in shape. That could that could very well could be it. And do you think too, like Dustin Bufflin, he plays a really physical game. Maybe he's like uh, maybe like a fifty-five game season would be better for like my my body. It could be. It definitely could at, be. At the same time, if you're the Jets, don't you want like a rested Dustin Bufflin in yeah. the playoff? Like, I think so. Yeah, I don't. Dustin Bufflin, man, I love him. He right-handed shot hits everybody. But that's another thing. You lose Dustin Bufflin right-handed shot. You lose Jacob Trooper right-handed shot. Who do you have on that side of the ice? Neil Pionk and who else? Yeah, I know it, it's. It's got. It's gonna be weird there in Winnipeg, and it'll be interesting to see like how that works out for him. The other thing too that you didn't bring up, but there was like a quote from Blake Wheeler, like talking about how like he was like a bad dad last year, and like oh yeah, I saw that. Life got away from him and stuff, and like I don't know. This is a weird. This is a weird one for me to have a take on, but like, dude, like reel it together, like like. I know you're having a hard time, but your team's having your team's like in shambles. Like I, you need to be a little bit like more locked down right now. Like I feel bad for Blake Wheeler. I shouldn't be feeling bad for Blake Wheeler. Yeah, like <clears throat> I think it's just kind of the world that we're living in now. I feel like guys kind of used to just hold their feelings in, and now if you if you hold your feelings in, you're like kind of a pussy for doing it. So now like people are just sharing everything left and right. If you're in that locker room, like, that's not what you wanted to hear. I think Blake probably could have kept that to himself. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. Hopefully everyone's all right. Hopefully something serious isn't going on with Bufflin and he's okay. And hopefully Blake Wheeler's all right. But, yeah, I don't know. Weird times in Winnipeg. It was, like, two years ago when you were on the whiteout train. It seemed like they were, like, this up-and-coming team that had, like, 
10 years of like a bright future in front of them. I feel like every time that a team happens like that, you always think that, and then they just crumble. Did you remember like when the Sabres had a Finneganov and Drury and Breer? Like I was convinced the Sabres are going to be a problem for like a very long time, and that lasted half of a year. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, moving on, this one's going to be really quick. Uh, exceptional status, OHLer. If you guys don't know exceptional stats, there's only been like a few players that were granted this. It was like Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, uh, Aaron Eckblad, and Sean Day. Am I missing anybody? Angelo Esposito, I think. Yeah, like very few players. And essentially what it is is like you're like pretty much eight years old playing in the OHL because you're so fucking good. But uh, <laughs> this guy, Shane Wright, exceptional stats. He scored his first OHL goal. I'm just putting this on here because if this guy ends up being like a generational talent... You heard the name Shane Wright first on the Morning Skate podcast. Yeah, so that, and I'm just going to double down with stupid facts that probably no one cares about. Adam Fantilli, he was the number one prospect for the OHL draft coming up this year. It means this kid's like 14 years old and I'm talking about him, which means what? If you're a 14-year-old, what are you, like a 2005 birth year? Jesus. This kid, this kid was like slated to go number one in the OHL draft. He left his midget team in Toronto, and he's going to play prep school at Kimball Hall. Wants to play college hockey. That's a blow for Canadian hockey when like 14, 15 year old kids are going over and saying they want to play college hockey. And I know what people are going to say: Sidney Crosby went to Shattuck St. Mary's. Yeah, but Sidney Crosby went there because he wanted to play like at an extremely high level when he was like twelve years old. Like he, everyone knew he was going back to the queue. Regardless of what people say, whatever offers he got, there's no way he was going to do that. This kid, he went over there. His brother's already on the team. I don't know. Interesting times, dude. And, like, Shane Wright, Adam Fantelli, you heard it here first. Love it. Um, Next one coming up. I don't know if this is a rule change. I just kind of heard it in a game the other night. NHL refs are kind of breaking up fights as soon as somebody's helmet pops off. And I'm just wondering how long it is until one of these refs gets a fucking right fist to the face. Probably probably pretty soon, dude, because I feel like my thing is when a helmet pops off in a fight, usually that's when the guy who popped the helmet off goes on the aggressive. Yeah. And then that's also when the guy whose helmet's off goes on the aggressive as well because now he's like, oh, shit, like, I need to not, like, knock yeah. this guy out quick yeah. or else I'm going to get hit in the dome. Yeah. So, like, it's the, it's the most intense time of a fight. And what do you think? You think the one guy is just gonna be like, "Oh, you know what? My helmet came off. I'm gonna stop and hope the ref comes in. Hope I don't get knocked the fuck out." Like, you're right. Like, people are still gonna be fighting. Tough, tough world for the stripes. Yeah, man. I would not want to be getting in the middle of Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson when a helmet pops off. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. I agree. I I think it's a dumb rule too. I understand like the logic of like someone falling, hitting in their head. But like, when was the last time that happened? Maybe. I'm being really ignorant. Maybe it happens like once a year, but like way worse stuff happens more than once a year. It seems like kind of a stupid rule to enforce. I agree. Um, moving on, last NHL in the news before we kind of get into our own news. Um, John Butcher Ross comes out. We're not also we're not a Butcher Ross favorable podcast, but the next NHL television rights contract could go anywhere. Now, having said that, I literally could have wrote, written the exact same thing. Um, this really isn't any – It's here. the news is that there's no news, and I could have done that. But where would you want the next NHL television rights to go? Yeah, this is going to be a super unpopular opinion, I think, dude. Um, and I don't really know how logistically this would work out, but in my head it makes total sense. It's the year 2019. Everyone's cutting the cord. 
like, I think the NHL should, like, be the first league to, like, create their own, like, not channel, but kind of like channel. Like, take the NHL network and make it available for, like, nine ninety nine a month. Super cheaper, so much cheaper than you have before, and just play every game there. Maybe you don't even have to do that. Maybe all you have to do is, like, sell ads. If you just sell ads on that, you're getting the ads. Not the company. Maybe that would lose money for the NHL. I don't fucking know. I want them to go back to ESPN. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I'm not a huge ESPN guy because I think it's it's more po- politics than it is sports now. But, man, it would be cool to hear that music, that ESPN hockey music. Get Stan Levy and Gary Thorne back there, like, and actually get highlights on SportsCenter. Like, that's the number one thing that NHL, like... You can't find highlights on ESPN, the biggest sports fucking network in the entire world. Like, it's a joke. An absolute joke. And if you start putting stuff on there, who knows? Maybe people start liking hockey a little bit more. The game's a lot different now than what it was back when it was on there. I guess, dude, my one, my only uh, <coughs> agreement on that is, like, going back to, like, the social media age. Like, I feel like the number one way, like, young people, like, age, like, 12 to, like, 25 like consume sports is like on their phones like twitter highlights like that like i don't think like 17 year olds like watch sports center 12 times a day like i used to like i don't think that's a thing anymore so like i think one thing i saw them doing and i don't know if they're going to continue it but it seemed like they were tweeting out a lot of highlights of goals uh in the preseason they had like every player's handling them too who like assist goal if they continue to do stuff like that i think that'll give them more um I don't know, publicity. But, yeah, I mean, ESPN would definitely be good, and I totally get that logic. I just think they need to push social media because, like, MLB, like, people say MLB's dying in the main reasons because, like, if you tweet something of theirs, like, they're going to fucking get you banned from whatever account you're on. Like, basketball, people love dunks. Like, there's tons of exciting stuff in hockey. Just keep pushing it online, too. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Now we're going to get into our respective team talk. Do you want to talk about the Bees? Do you want me to talk about the Rangers first? You can talk about the Rangers, dude. Awesome. I'm glad you just said that. Capo Caco is fucking legit, man. Like, he is so fucking good. He he has the ability to just suck everybody to him and then just find this lane out of nowhere and get the puck over. Like, I don't know if he's going to be an absolute sharpshooter or anything like that, but when he's on the ice, he makes everybody better. Uh, the first power play unit right now, they have uh, Capo, Truba up top, and Panarin on the other side. And you would think, like, you just got Panarin, the puck should probably run through him, but they're running the puck through Capo uh, Caco, which is sick. Uh, they have Mika Zibanejad in, like, a new spot. He's normally on the offside with one-timers, but he is either low in the zone or he's kind of like that bumper player. And then they have Chris Kreider in front of the net. Jacob Truba's looked awesome. Uh I was a little worried about Truba just because I, I didn't know that much about him. And like They were banking on this guy, and this guy really wasn't the number one guy on his team, but he's looked incredible. Tony D'Angelo is going to have the best season of his entire life. He's going to get paid next year. He's going to be – him and Truba, I think, are going to be our two best defensemen. Uh, there's a battle going on with, with younger kids, Vitaly Kratsov. Love him. Kratsov, I'm pronouncing last names, kind of nuts. Um, Philip Heedle who I was big on last year has kind of had a really disappointing camp. And, like, half of it is he's been disappointing. And the other half is before camp started. The media just kept saying how, like, he's transformed into, like, this man and how he's, like, the guy to watch. And then you're trying to watch him and he's done nothing. Uh, Leas Anderson, who has looked so much better than what he was before. I was a little bit worried last year. I know he's really young to, like, think somebody's a bust, but I was worried. Hand up. 
But he's looked great. He's kind of revolutionized this game. Uh, he's trying to be more of a 200-foot player, and I think if you can get a solid second-line center out of Elias Anderson, I'd be pretty happy about that. Um, and then other than that, like Adam Fox has looked really good. I know you don't like Adam Fox, but he's he makes really subtle breakout passes that not a lot of the players on the Rangers can do. Um, Greg McKegg, I don't know if he's going to make the, the team, but I was talking to Hal before this podcast started. I'm a huge Greg McKegg guy. That guy, he just gets puck, gets puck deep. He knows his role. Um, yeah, man, I think the Rangers look pretty good this year. I, I have them making the playoffs, not just because I'm a Rangers fan, but like, I think the first couple months of the season is going to be bad. But if everybody kind of gels and meshes and they really start growing with each other, it could be the start of something pretty special. So that's cool. Also, Lumquist in his last few starts in the preseason has looked insanely good which is which is also really good for us but i think that's kind of my full rangers breakdown capo caco for rookie of the year uh artemi panera is going to score like a million fucking goals like i can't i don't know if i've ever been alive and like coherent enough to watch rangers hockey where if somebody gets a puck i'm like oh my god he has a puck maybe other than yager and panarin's on that level he is so good so if it, i think the first line's gonna be buchnevich uh zabinajad and panarin and if you can tell me that Panarin's going to be on one line and Capo's going to be on the other line, like, it's going to be pretty fun to Rangers line. Yeah, dude. Uh, I just got to say, I'm really happy that the offseason is over. Um, it's been a long offseason as someone who gets sick of Rangers talk. It's been nonstop. Time for your money where your mouth is. I'm okay during the season if they're losing and people are optimistic about the future and the young guys are playing well. It's just been a little bit overwhelming for me. A little bit overwhelming, that's all. So, I don't know. I mean, if I was a Rangers fan, I'd be happy for the upcoming season. You guys obviously have a lot of bright spots. Oh, can I say one other thing? I completely missed yeah. one of my favorite players. I am so excited to see 82 games of Brendan Lemieux, of Lemmy. It's going to be awesome. This guy is such a pest. Like, every team kind of needs one. And, like, somebody put out a, a tweet yesterday. It was like, Brendan Lemieux is an idiot, but he's our idiot. And I love it. Like... He, you're going to hate him because I know I said this before the podcast, but you hated D'Angelo. You're going to hate Lemieux, but it, it'll make, he's going to make rivalries happen. Like he's that kind of player, which is sick. Yeah. I mean, it, the one thing, I mean, I'm definitely going to be pumped when he gets his ass kicked because it's going to have to happen eventually. Like the only way he doesn't get his ass kicked eventually by someone like Tom Wilson when they play in your division is if he's actively trying to not be there. Like, last year when he was yelling at Chara on the bench, and then it just kind of died down after that. Like, I need him to up the crazy a little bit in the third period as well. First two periods, he brings it. Third period, and I need a little bit more. But if I was a Rangers fan, I would like him. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, and I wouldn't really take this as a slight, I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. Part of that is just because I think the East is super deep this year, and there are so many different teams that could make the playoffs. That's really, honestly, the only reason I don't think they will is just their progression. I think they had one of the best off-seasons in the NHL. I think it would be hard to argue that they didn't, starting with the draft and then getting Truba, who I fucking hate, too, uh, and getting rid of Jimmy VC. That's kind of a win. But, yeah, I don't know. I would be excited <laughs> if I was a Rangers fan. I just, there's still some, like, I feel like there's still some underlying issues. Like, Truba had a good camp, but, like, that D at this point, hasn't proven it yet. So, like, while you could definitely be optimistic, I think as a Rangers fan, if you're level-headed, you're also like, okay, I need to see these guys perform. Um, and then offense, I think you know what Panarin's going to give you every night. I think you know Zibanejev's probably just going to continue to build. Um, it's going to come down to secondary scoring. Like, is is Howden, is, like, he's supposed to have, is, like, are you guys, 
hoping for him to step up. Is Strom supposed to continue what he was doing last year? So Strom's our second line center. A lot of people are really pissed off about it just because he like if if you're a Rangers fan and you're on Rangers Twitter or anything like that, if you're not 20 years old, you're like, why are you playing? Kind of thing, and it's really fucking annoying. Uh, Strom's a good piece. A lot of people are hating on Brett Howden right now because Heedle's getting a lot of slight and like analytics and all this bullshit say that Howden's a worse player. But I like Brett Howden a lot. Like I hope he. He could be a perfect third-line center. I don't know if that's, like, good enough value or whatever, but I think that's where he could be. Um, one guy I forgot to mention, it, dude, Ryan Lindgren would have been the most perfect Boston Bruin ever, like, in the preseason. He makes subtle little plays, and he gets in the face of everybody. He plays tough. I think he got in, like, two fights. He was going at it with Casey Zizekas and Cal Clutterbuck last game. He got jumped by both of them. Like, you would absolutely love Ryan Lindgren, like... It's almost a shame that he's not on the Bruins because he's he was like your perfect Boston Bruin. Yeah, I mean, he looks really good. Uh, I did see some of those highlights. I think with him, it's just like, can he like keep up offensively produce at that level? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, if he doesn't make it this year, I think he's one of those defensemen too that you can be okay with taking a few years to kind of develop still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the the other thing I just want to say on Strom, like, I don't know if you agree with this. I can I actually see him kind of becoming like a step on where it's like. Oh, like Dylan Strom, like had or Ryan Strom had like fifty nine points this year. Like I didn't really see any of them, but yeah. like, he was productive and like he kind of did his job. Like it's not the worst thing to have when you're rebuilding uh, to have a second line center like that. No, I completely agree, but you can't tell Rangers Twitter that because they'll start crying. What's the uh, what's the prediction on Hank this year? Uh, I mean honestly, that's the biggest fucking question mark for me when it comes to the Rangers. Yeah, the defense for sure, but if. And that's another thing, man. Like, we haven't seen Hank Hank in a couple years. And I don't know if it's because he's getting older or because the team's gotten worse. But the last two preseason starts have been very encouraging. And I know it's preseason and I get all that shit. But if that's something you can build on, that's pretty fucking awesome. So, we'll see. Cool. That's all I got for you. What do you got on the Bruins? Not much, dude. I'm going to keep it short and sweet for everyone. Uh, Didn't really make any changes. You mentioned David Backus is figure skating now. I don't really know how I feel about that. I I, I don't know. It's tough because, like, they got so far last year, and I really thought it might be their last chance ever at a run. But they pretty much are bringing this back the same exact team, minus, like, my guy Noel Chari and Mojo in the playoffs. Carly Choyle. Holy shit. Charlie Coyle has looked so good in the preseason. Looks like he's going to make a huge jump, like really good, like exactly like he did in the playoffs, possessing the pucks, finding guys back doors. He had really good chemistry with the brusque. It looks like that's the way they're going to go starting the season. He might be playing with Krejci and uh, DeBrus, so we'll see how that goes. Um, But it's really just more of the same, dude. I feel a little bit better now over the last couple of weeks kind of watching them play. There doesn't seem to be too much lag, and I actually think – as hard as it is to get back to the Stanley Cup twice, like if there's a group of players, like a core that's going to give it their all, I think this is the team. Um, so I mean, I feel good about that. I don't know uh, the East and the West. There's been some teams that have gotten so much better. I don't think Tampa's going to go out in the first round again this year either. So like you have to look out for that. But the, it's the same thing as last year. We're in the same exact spot as last year, uh, and yeah, organizational depth looks great. I think last night. The Bruins beat the Blackhawks 8-1 in their last preseason game, and then Providence had their first preseason game and won 9-1. Both teams are loaded. We have tons of guys. If we go down injured, and this was a strong point last year, it's going to be just as good. Like There are so many players that are vying for a spot, so I'm cool with all of that. Uh, one player to look out for, 
I think he looks sick. He's not going to make the team. Jacob Lauko, 19-year-old. He's got like a hair flip. He got in a fight. He had a highlight real goal in the preseason. He did it last preseason. He's a Czech Republic kid who's just known for speed. He's kind of super cocky. Um, but he went over and he played in the Q last year as an 18-year-old. Kind of disappointed, and then he led his team in points uh, on their way to winning the Memorial Cup. So pump for that kid. Um, but yeah, that's it, man. Just he dropped the gloves. Kid. A check dropped the gloves. Yeah, I mean it was kind of like a it was like a small fight. It wasn't really counts much. though. I feel like that's out of all the nationalities. If you really think about it, I feel like the Czechs probably dropped the gloves the least amount. You might not remember this. I think this was last year's World Juniors. Uh, the Czech Republic and Russia were shaking hands in the line, and a guy on the Czech Republic punched a guy on Russia, and that was this kid, Jacob Lauko. No way. So, so yeah, he's kind of like a sore loser. He's just that's like one awesome. Of those guys, yeah. So that's we'll see. Sick. He's a project, what but. is what is your third and fourth line uh, forwards looking like? Because my uh, my girlfriend's a Boston Bruins fan. I asked her how much of a Boston Bruins fan she was. She goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "Give me your third line." And she's like, what? I was like, give me your third line. She's like, I don't know the third line. What's the third line? And I'm like, shit, I don't know if I know it either. Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a lot of things going on. Because I just said that, and I think what I said earlier that Coyle will probably be on the second line, but I think he's actually going to start the year on the third line. Phantom Heinen, actually, yeah. I, I actually like the way he played last year. So at the end of the year, he's not perfect, but he's a good third liner. You got Nordstrom oh, still? Yeah, Nordstrom's battling injuries, though. He hasn't played yet, so we have him in depth. I'm actually a big fan of him. I remember last year you didn't really like him that much, and I thought he fucking shined in the playoffs. I don't know if that was definitely, like a new thing, but definitely played better in the playoffs, dude. I mean, really, our, our bottom six is super similar. The big question mark this year is now is Anders Bjork. He's back for like the third game after like the yeah. third injury, but he looked really good again. It's just a matter if he can stay healthy. And then uh, Corrali, Wagner, Backus, and Nick Ritchie is our big off-season acquisition. I guess. <laughs> He's supposed to replace Achari, dude. He's like 6'4". He had like five points last year. I can see it going one of two ways. He's going to get sent down to the A and we never see him again, or he's going to fit into that role and just bang bodies on the fourth line. So, I don't know. I, it's good. I mean, we have the depth again. It's just it's the same shit as last year. Nothing's changed. Okay. All right. Well, that was our Rangers and Bruins talk. Bruins definitely make the playoffs. Rangers might. Um, now we're going to kind of get into a little bit of uh, personal news. I would like to announce... I'm going to be the ECHL Adirondack Thunder's in-game host at all home games, meaning that in between periods I will be up on the Jumbotron interviewing people on the ice doing, like, dodgeball or, like, T-shirt tosses, stuff like that. Uh, I think I'm going to do some content with some of the players and stuff like that. I think we're getting some videos in the works. It's going to be pretty cool. Excited about it. I remember I texted you. I'm like, hey, man, should I do this? Because I didn't really know if I should. And you're like, why in the world would you not? So... What do you have on that? Like, should I be fired up about this? Yeah, I'm really pumped for you, dude. There's a few things I do want to say, though. Number one, if I come home and I say I want to come to a game and I want to get in on an intermission competition, you better fucking get me on that ice, dude. <laughs> I will, man. I've only been in one. It was at that rink when they were an AHL team, and I did one musical chairs like 15 beers deep. So All I'm right. ready to get back out there, dude, and I need you to, like, rig that. Can you do that? I can me? do that. I can do that. All right. Number... Number two, dude. Like, what's your catchphrase? You gotta have a catchphrase or like a com- like something like that people know. Like, are you gonna be? Are you gonna drop a Keds home? Like, are you gonna try to build like a personality for like the fans to like? Or are you just gonna be vanilla? Like, what's uh, no, I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna go for a personality. I just don't really know what that is yet. I guess I'll find that out my first game. Uh, 
I'm going to do a lot of hanging out with Section N, the rowdiest section in all of East Coast hockey. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, dude. I think it'll be electric, dude. I just think you need to do it with an open mind. And by an open mind, I think you just have to fucking let it rip. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and also, my beer league starts this week, Tuesday. Uh, the road to 100 points for me this year. But I think we have some other beer league news. So uh, what's going on with you, buddy? Yeah, dude, after a five-year hiatus, I'm fucking, I'm back, dude, I'm signed up, I'm playing hockey, it's fucking terrifying. Let's I'm, go. Look, I'm looking for equipment currently, if you want to know how often I've used my equipment, uh, it was growing, some of my stuff was growing mold in the basement, so okay. we're looking to just regroup there, um, but yeah, dude, I'm fucking pumped, I don't know. What, so I was talking to you about this one league, and like we were kind of talking about it, can you give, can you give the listeners and myself like a little rundown of what happened there? Yeah, and I have a blog. I'm gonna write on it, but uh, basically, dude, I I wanted to play in a league. Like, I'm out of shape. It's like my last chance, I think, before I can't like play anymore. Like, I'm too far out of shape. So I wanted to give it one more shot. Emailed around here because I'm new to the area, kind of finding leagues never played here before, which sucks, by the way. Not like having a buddy in a league that like like could hook you up is the worst. You know what I mean? Like, you know, having- I'm you know I'm the capital district's hockey guy, dude. Yeah, you have a network, dude, but, like, even beyond that, like, when I used to live there, like, knowing that you knew all the guys, like, from, like, growing up that you were playing beer league with just made it that much, like, easier. Yeah. Uh, So that was tough, dude. So I emailed this one dude, and long story short, he ended up ghosting me. I'm not going to get into that, but (laughs) I I was just, like, searching through the website, and I sent Jimmy this, but basically, this dude, I'm going to read this out for you. So he runs a league, a one-night league uh skate so there's two skates one is friday night and one is sunday night so those are the two time slots that he has if you play beer league you know right away right like friday night skate sucks dude i don't want to go i actually argue against that dude depending on what time that skate is if you can get a good skate in before it's like 9 30 like if you can be out of the rink at 9 30 on a friday night like i'm in on a friday skate Here's a different. Here's a huge difference that you have to factor in, though. Is uh, bars close at midnight here? Bars close back Ooh. home at like four a.m. So like, if you get out of an, if you have a nine thirty skate, you get out at eleven. Like, people have to pregame earlier. You drink earlier. You yeah. go home earlier. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. So, so this guy writes this on his uh, website. As many of, as many of you are aware of the unfortunate situation, two former members have decided to start their own new league to operate the league in their own fashion, other reasons shall we say, as many of you are aware of. Unfortunately, yes, they did manage to inherit the Sunday night hours in an inappropriate and truly unprofessional manner to be polite about it. Therefore, the Sunday night hours have been lost or taken to this new organization to start their league. I think this is bullshit, dude. I want your opinion. This guy's been running this league. I looked it up for like 36 years. He's had two time slots, and then some whippersnappers fucking come in and take his coveted Sunday night skate and leave him the Friday night skate. What do you have on this? Here's my thing, dude. You know I'm a grudge guy. If that guy ghosted me, I'm joining that new league. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. So, like, oh. so what ended up happening? Like, what league did you join? Yeah, so I that guy just never got back to me. And then, so, I ended up emailing two other leagues. First league that I emailed, I didn't even realize it, but it turns out it was the... Uh, the it other guys? Time, and I got onto a team, but I was talking to the guy on the team, and he was like, he was like, do you know so-and-so and so-and-so? And I was like, and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't think so. And I looked it up, and they played, 
they play D1 at like the local school here. And I was like, I'm not trying to play on a team with a bunch of guys who play D1. Uh, I would like to touch the puck. Yeah. Um, and I would like to fucking feel like a productive member of the team. Yeah. Maybe after like a couple of years, if I like get back in shape and I really want like, I to get try that. It, yeah. Sure. But at this point, I was like, fuck that. So that also comes into play. Thinking about that guy and the grudge and taking the skate. It's a bunch of former D1 players took his skate. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, you guys are like the big timers of the area. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, so All I roads lead to Beer League, dude, and they should respect that. That's what I'm saying, dude. And I also, in my blog, I'll touch on this, but fuck the rink manager who just like went ahead and gave this guy's time slot away. He definitely got paid under the table. <laughs> Probably, dude. Yeah, so, but, I mean, moral of the story, I ended up joining a third completely different league. It's more laid back. It'll be good, dude, so. What nights is that on? Uh, Monday nights. Not bad. Dude, great way to start your week. Yeah, here's the thing, though. So, it's Monday nights. It's like a 45-minute drive, and the slots are either, like, 9.20 or, like, 10.50 or something like that. You're going to make, like, a third of those games. No, I think I'm actually going to go. It's going to suck, but it's going to suck going going home i guess tuesdays are gonna suck but i kind of like that like it's a it's an excuse to stay up on a monday night and kind of like dude you know me i live for that shit like i've played in these leagues for how long and like most of our games are 9 30 in albany so it's like an hour drive there an hour drive back like i live for that i just don't i see you doing it like one time and being like this drive sucks i don't think so man i'm a man of the open road i i enjoy driving i enjoy listening to music Especially fall time, this is the perfect time of year to have the AC or the heat on and the windows oh, yeah. down late at night oh, going yeah. for a drive. Yeah. The roads are going to be empty, no traffic, dude, so you can just bump music and drive like an idiot. Like, no, I'm all... no D1 guys in this league? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's more of like a kids who played like high school club. Perfect. Uh, so more of like what I'm looking for, just dudes on the same <coughs> plan trying to play hockey on a Monday night. That's, I mean, that's perfect. And I actually have another thing having to do with beer league. Somebody sent this in like a month and a half ago, and I told him we were going to talk about it on the next podcast, which is right now. Uh, <laughs> he lives in like Indiana, and we were talking about beer league jerseys. And he like, we put up like a beer league jersey every Thursday on our social media platforms. And he comments, and he's like, these are sick. I wish we could have beer league jerseys. I'm like, what are you talking about? The rink that he his league is in, doesn't allow the teams in the league to get their own jerseys. They supply the jerseys because of advertising. Because of like, uh, because they think they can adver- like they have advertising deals with the people around the, around like that community, and they won't allow them to get their own jerseys or whatever they want on them because they fear that they will advertise against them. What? Is that not the dumbest shit you've ever heard in your life? I cannot believe it. I was like, dude, have to like. Part of, like, being on a beer league team, which is pretty cool, at least for us, is, like, we get our own jerseys. Like, we can design our own jerseys. Like, that's sick. And, like, these people just get supplied a jersey? Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, I agree. Uh, Kind of a weird move. I mean, at the same time, if you're, like, a low-energy team and you don't give a shit what you're wearing, that's kind of all right. I mean, Navy Molson, the league we started, it used to kind of be like that, no? Yeah, but that was because we just, we didn't, like, we were... 18, 19 year old kids who weren't going to call a jersey company to make us jerseys. Like, we didn't know what Photoshop was back then. Yeah, that's true. We were just fucking idiots. We're like, oh, Jersey? Dude, Navy? Oh, we'll be Navy Molson. Like, that was a thought in our head that clicked for a while. But, like, freedom of speech, freedom of whatever jersey you want to wear, dude. Yeah, dude. So, like, I. So, the team I'm playing for this year, their sponsor is, like, Agricultural, like, Engineering Company. Like, nothing I give a fuck about. So we just have their logo on the jersey. Like, what are you working with? What color jersey are you? 
Uh, red, white, and blue. I mean, that's pretty fucking sick, dude. You're like the RPI of red, white, and blue in your league. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, we're getting we're getting new jerseys from Lara Sports this year. Uh, they have the like the sun set with the mountains morning skate logo, and they're yep. they're uh, the third jerseys of the Blackhawks. I think they're black with like tons of white stripes on them. Yeah. And we're we're always been this black team, so black hockey. So on one shoulder we have a flag that's black, and then on the other shoulder we have uh, American flag. Badass, yeah, that's pretty nails. I'll give you that. Yeah, and then there we also got another set of jerseys. Uh, they're the Colorado Avalanche jerseys, except for their white, baby blue, same logo. And then on one shoulder is the American flag, and on the other shoulder is a sheriff star. And I actually think that those look way cooler than the black ones. But these guys are, like, so fucking hardcore about being on the black team that, like, they don't want to use the, the nicer-looking ones. So, so. I, I kind of respect that, dude. Speaking of, like, nail stuff, I, I want your opinion on this. This is my first year, I think, living in this apartment, like, around Halloween time. Or maybe I just don't remember. I found out today that the people across the street from me are the type of people that, like, uh, project, like skulls and like scarecrows and stuff like on their house during halloween season oh, hell yeah do you think do you think that's a nails move or like what's your thoughts on that i my thoughts are i can't wait for christmas <laughs> yeah are you gonna up it dude like so when you become a homeowner someday uh, are you gonna be a big christmas decoration guy or is it gonna be classy no it'll be classy it, it like i don't like the hardos that put up a million goddamn things outside their house it'll be like it'll be uh, you know thomas kincaid the painter like, if you were to paint, like, a Christmas scene of, like, lights on a house and, like, a nice, like, slow snowfall, that would be my house. Yeah, dude. I think regardless, I, I'm probably going to, if you ever buy a house, my housewarming gift is going to be, like, a blow-up Santa. Oh, great. <laughs> Come on, dude. You got to <laughs> rock at least one, dude. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Remember that one Santa that we that we had that one time? Yeah. Yeah, stole a Santa back in, like, the year 2007. I think the statute of limitations is out on that. I hope so. Um, all right, so now we are going to move on to uh, Patty V. Hotline. Take it away, Pat. Hey, this is the Patty V. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, thanks, Pat. You're a legend. Uh, he left us a voicemail, and I'm getting it right now, and here we go. Hey, guys, Patty V. here. All right, um, what do you think? Well... Playing the Stanley Cup Finals this week, and also, we think we'll win the first game between the Rangers and Devils this coming up season. All right, later, guys. Bye. All right, so Pat went with uh, who's going to win the Stanley Cup and who's going to win the first game of the Rangers Devils. Um, what do you got, Al? Yeah, dude. I mean, we can go Stanley Cup first. This is good because then we can just not really have to actually do predictions. He pretty much just provided us all. Um, if I wanted to be fake, I would just say the Bruins, and I want the Bruins to win, but I'm not going to do that, even though I'm going to want the Bruins to come out of the East. Two choices. This is People are going to be like, oh, wow, Hal, you really went out on a fucking limb here. Out of the East, I think Tampa's going to come back. Like, I don't know. It, to me, like, they're at least going to make the conference finals. I would be shocked if they just completely fall apart. Like, I don't think they're going to have the same regular season, but I, I see them in the playoffs, like, hunkering down, like, They've had enough defeats. They've reached the old Ovechkin lure of, like, not being able to win a cup. Like, I think they finally hit the point where they'll surpass that and make it to the cup finals. But I don't have them winning the cup. I have the San Jose Sharks winning the cup. This is another team. It's like, oh, wow, sick pick, dude. 
I don't know. Eric Carlson re-signed. I think he's only going to be better this year. I Logan Gutierrez was named the captain. He's so clutch in the playoffs. I actually love that move. Uh, even though he, it kind of seems like a weird captain, like I'm all about that. And I just want to see Joe Thorne win a Stanley Cup, so I feel comfortable making that prediction. It's going to come down to Martin Jones. Um, it's going to come down to fucking Martin Jones. So if that dude wants to show up, great. If not, he can let down his whole team. That's his choice. Um, kind of pissed about it now that I'm thinking about it. It would have been sick somehow if they could have moved Martin Jones out and Robin Leonard was the goalie on that team. That would have just made them that much more electric. Uh, what do you got for the Stanley Cup? Um... So, I don't know if this is going to shock you or not. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Austin Matthews gets arrested. They get through it. William Nylander holds out, comes back with cornrows. They get through it. Mitch fucking Marner, Paul Marner, holds out. They get through it. This is the year that the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup, dude. If they, if they can get through those things, this is the year. That the Toronto Maple Leafs win the same. If they did, I wouldn't be surprised, dude. Like Tyson Berry, they just got him. Morgan Riley, really good. They have pretty good amount of scoring. They don't have to worry about Kadri fucking their team over in the playoffs anymore. Could happen. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm fine with that prediction, dude. The one thing I would say is like, if there's one thing I need this year, it's just for the Bruins to bounce the Maple Leafs in the first round. That's really all. <laughs> That's really my high. Like I could, I want the Bruins to win the cup, but if they beat the Leafs in the first round, I really don't give a fuck. Uh, they haven't been out of the first round, dude. Like they haven't shown it. Like yeah, obviously they can go on a run. I don't know. As a Bruins fan, it's just really hard for me to see that because I've seen them literally shoot themselves in the foot twenty five times. I know Kadri. Um, I know Kadri is gone, and like he was a big part of that. But like Babcock's kind of an idiot. Like. I, I honestly could see this going one of two ways. You're right. Maybe they do have – I feel like they're either going to have an unbelievable year or going to be like Toronto is going to fucking Well, he, here's another thing, man. Like, John Tavares is in his prime. He's going to be in his prime for the next however many years. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and William Nylander, they're getting better. Like, they have not peaked. Every year they will continue to get better. And they were pretty fucking good last year, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, I just don't know if this is – I don't know if this is the year. Like Could be. I In a few years – I don't know. We'll see. Dude. Wait, That'll is this be... year five? Was last year year? It might be year five, dude. Dude, holy shit. The stars are aligning. Yeah, but here's the thing. Year five, dude. Yeah, this is when they're supposed to make their run. You're right. So we'll see if Lou Lamorello is right. If if they win the Stanley Cup this year, then Lou Lamorello should get his name on the cup. 100%. 100%. Right? Yeah. Year five. Like, this is not Kyle Dubas's. Kyle Dubas has been crying in negotiations for like two summers straight. Like, I don't know, man. I, it'll be interesting to see. I don't hate that pick. I don't hate it. Do you not? What do you think on the Lightning? Like, I think they get bounced around one again. Oh, shit. How about how do you like them apples? Yeah. I'm sick and tired of people telling me Alex Kilhorn and pa- Cedric Paquette are fucking good hockey players. Like, <laughs> get that the fuck out of my face. They're, did they pick up anybody this offseason? Like, Brain Point's really good. I think Steve Samkos is slowly starting to get out of his prime a little bit. I don't know if that's a hot take. Hedman's really good. But, like, McDonough was their best defenseman last year. Who else did, like, did they get anybody this offseason? I don't think they got anybody. No, I mean, the one thing I would say is there's a few, like, Sor- I think Sorelli's going to be better. <laughs> they had that other, like, Earn, Adam Earn, that, like, big goofball. Yeah. I don't know. I think they have some young guys that could step up. That's the only reason I really see that. I get what you're saying. They didn't really add. They just don't have money to add. No, they got rid of JT Miller, which was crazy. Do you see the deal JT Miller got? 
Yeah, I wouldn't. Or the trade, the trade for JT. I think he had a first yeah. round pick. Yeah, and I, that was a great move by them to get rid of that. Like JT Miller's kind of redundant on that team. Like you have players that can do exactly what JT Miller did for less money. JT Miller put up like fourteen points for the Lightning last year and got a first round pick. I don't yeah. know what Vancouver's doing, dude. But what do you? Well, Vancouver's a bunch of idiots. What do you? Uh, what do, who do you like out of the West? Um, I mean, that's a good question, dude. I'm trying to think if, like, anybody really added to the point where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it's going to be fun seeing Colorado with a full year of Kale McCarr. Like, he's going to be a pretty fucking good hockey player. Uh, Nashville's normally always good. But, like, I feel like I feel like the last three or four years have, like, kind of been, like, the West Coast teams. Like, they may not have won a cup. I don't know if they did win a cup. Did they win a cup at all over the last couple years? Thinking about it. I just remember being way more scared of the Western Conference in the playoffs. Like, watching Western Conference games, I'm like, these teams are fucking good. St. Louis Blues, dude? Oh, yeah, Blues. And then before that, it was... Who the fuck was it before that? Capitals and then the Penguins, dude. So it's been a minute, dude. Yeah, so, like, I just feel like whenever... Especially, like, because the Rangers run in the playoffs, so I just watch a ton of playoff hockey. And I'd watch the East, and I'd be like, whatever. And then I'd watch the West Coast, and I'm like, holy shit, man fast, hard-hitting, all this shit. And every year I'd always be worried about West Coast teams and, like, maybe that's starting to kind of go away. I think the Sharks are a good team, like you said. Maybe Vegas. Maybe this is year that Vegas does it, dude. Like, Vegas Vegas is actually a really good fucking team. Vegas sucks, dude. (laughs) I I just... I want to ask you on another team, dude. This is another team that I always think hype beasts always say are going to be good at the beginning of the year. And you followed them in the playoffs last year, dude. The Stars, like... I, I, I hated that Pavelski deal. What's that? I hated that Pavelski deal. Why? Just the term? I, I think he's too old. I, I wouldn't yeah. have done that. Like, that's like another Jason Spezza deal. The only, the only thing I can say on that is Pavelski's game kind of translates to, like, Mark Recchi, where he just tips, like, 15th in a year. Like, yeah. that is a valuable thing to have. That's the only reason, like, at least the first couple of years it can justify it. But you're right. On the back end, it will suck. Oh, Lord no, Harry dude, Miro, Miro Haskinen is fucking real deal. The only thing, Miro Haskinen was their best player in the playoffs. It wasn't even close. Their second best player was Rope Hint, who yeah. was fucking sick. Their third best player was Matt Zuccarello. Where was Jamie Benn? Where was Tyler Sagan? Nowhere to be found. And you like Radic Facts, too. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah, they They have a lot of good pieces. It's just like, it's the stars, dude. Like, as much as I, and I was a huge stars fan last year. People can people can attest to that. Like, I was, I was retweeting their beat writers and shit. Like, I was involved. And I saw what they had going on there, and like it just—they got rid of Zook. I can't be a fan of him anymore. Here's the thing, dude. Uh, and, and what a stupid fucking thing by the by the Minnesota Wild, by the way, to give Matt Zuccarello fucking five million dollars for six years. I love Zuccarello, but like, and I'm happy he got paid. But dude, they're paying Ryan Suter and Zach Parise like fucking a hundred million dollars for the next like three years. And now you have the Zuccarello deal. Minnesota Wild are gonna go bankrupt, dude. Yeah, that's one of those things that sucks because Zuka is a great player and I think his teammates will love him. But at love the same time, like that contract like is probably going to really suck towards the end of his career. 100%, uh, but I'm happy because he always took hometown discounts with the Rangers and he finally went and got himself paid. So, like, I respect that. The one thing that also does kind of suck on that, I was hoping, like, I don't – do you know if it's top-heavy or is it just, like, straight across? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because he would be the perfect candidate, like, if, if he gets towards that end of his contract. If it's top-heavy and his cap hits only, like, $2 million in the last couple of years, that's a good, like, tra- trade deadline guy. To Go back to the at. Rangers when Capo Caco's in his prime, Perrin's in his prime, that'd be fucking sick. Mark Stahl's off the team, hello. 
Oh, and uh, one guy I actually really like, Ben Bishop, but people are touting him as like a favorite to win the Vesna this year. I don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> no, I don't either. We're going to talk about that in our predictions in the uh, three stars. Uh, what was the other question? First Rangers-Devils game? Yeah, who's going to win the first Rangers-Devils game? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't even know. Did we talk about the Devils on the podcast at all? Uh, I think I mentioned, or was that before? I think we were talking about it before. Devils are going to be a really fucking good team this year. Yeah, I so think. I, you really like them. You were throwing stats at me that Corey Snyder had a good preseason too, which is basically the biggest question mark they have. They have a good amount of defensemen. It's nothing spectacular, but they're solid. And they're forwards, right? They have that new rushing kit that's supposed to be filthy. Hughes looks really good. Uh, Wayne Simmons could have a big year. Like, I don't know. I, I think, I think and you kind of touched on this earlier, I think the Rangers might have some difficulties earlier, early, but I think the Devils actually could too. Like, that's a huge roster transition yeah. from, like, having, like, the Giantos for, like, 15 years. Well, to, they, like, got a, they got Taylor Hall back, though. That was a huge loss for them last year. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I could see... I could see the Devils winning the first matchup, but I think those will be great games this year. I mean, this is how old I'm getting. I don't remember if I said that's at the beginning of the podcast, but I'll just say it again. Uh, Corey Schneider, since returning in February from an abdominal injury and his second absent after hip surgery, he had a 921 save percentage in 17 regular season games, a 920 save percentage in six world championship games, and a 951 save percentage in four preseason games. So, like, he went a full calendar year without winning a game. And now he came back, and he looks like he's fucking back to what we all thought Corey Schneider was. Corey Schneider used to be a great goalie, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like when he was uh, when he was Longo's backup, he was supposed to be like the next big thing, super like one of the best goalies to come out of hockey East in Boston College and like forever. USA, like I I thought he was going to be the future Olympic goalie before yeah. like him and John Quick were going to battle. Just hasn't really worked out the last couple of years, but I think, and I could be wrong, wasn't he pretty good his first year in New Jersey? Like, yeah, he? I, yeah, he was. I think he was pretty decent his first year. And then I don't, I, he just had injuries, and injuries fucked, fucked him bad. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I would, uh, I would, I would be hesitant on the Devils too this year, because last year, I, people might forget this, I shouldn't bring this up, I actually thought the Devils were going to make the playoffs last year. I bet they make it this year. Also, uh, dude, yeah. has anybody signed Brian Boyle? No idea. No idea. But, yeah, I mean, Miles Wood, Wayne Simmons, and then you have, like, Lemieux on the other side and Tony D. And I think it will be a really good rivalry for the next few years. The one the one problem with that, though, is, like, everyone's just going to, like, tout it, Kako versus uh, Hughes, but really it's just going to be, like, there's a bunch of idiots and degenerates on both teams. Like, yeah. it's going to be an all-out brawl. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. No, I am too. I'm 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 pumped that the New York Islanders are no longer like around me anymore. Like now the real rivalry's back. The Rangers and the Devils. That's that that's the big boys. We wear the big boy pants in this relationship. Like that is what the rivalry was supposed to be. The Devils went on a little funk after the Marty Brodeur years. They haven't really been around and the Islanders had to pretend like, oh hey, we're good, even though they've won one playoff series in the past how long? 20 fucking years and you're talking yeah. shit to me okay guys we'll see we'll see you there but um i don't know i think it depends on who's home home team wins wherever the first game is there um all right now we're gonna move on to our uh laga sports dominic moore's hero in zero hey fans this is dominic moore i'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here all right, hero and zero time. I'll go first. My hero of the week, Dan Girardi hung him up. 
Um, Hal, I know you give me a lot of shit about the Rangers, but I also know that you're like a smart hockey fan. Like you're not a dickhead. Like you actually know who's beneficial, who who's you know played the game the right way, who's who's been like that. Dan Girardi is one of my favorite hockey players of all time, and I can't believe I'm saying this, and I can't believe it really made me. He needed to retire for me to realize that. This guy was an absolute fucking warrior. Would block shots with his face, with his feet. He would pretty much never miss a fucking game. He would, uh, they would ask him questions in the media. He'd never shy away. He, like, he was just your quintessential guy that everybody fucking loved, man. Right-handed shot, undrafted, which I think is another huge thing. Well in Ontario, boy. Um, I loved him. Loved the guy. And when they got rid of him instead of Mark Stahl, that was the biggest mistake the Rangers had made since they've had a franchise. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'm happy for him. His body must be shot, dude. Like, I can't even imagine what he feels like when he wakes up in the morning. It can't be good. But shout out to Dan Girardi for just being a fucking beast, being like a good dude, a good role model for New York City, all that shit. Uh, they're, they're, I don't have anything bad to say about Dan Girardi. And what sucks is he never won a cup, and I bet you if he did win a cup, Maybe there's a Jersey retirement there. Like he, dude, he was that. I thought he was that important to those Rangers teams. So, shout out to Dan Girardi. What do you have on G? Yeah, dude. I I think you know I've always liked Dan Girardi. Um, I don't. They always like if you throw out his like shot blocking stats. Like I, they didn't track that back in the day. I feel like there's no way he's not like all time for shot blocks. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if that's a statistical category, but he has to be number one. <laughs> Just a warrior, dude, and, like, his body broke down. He's one of those guys that you wish saw a cup uh, in his career, but at the flip side, I really respect the move that his body broke down, and I think, like, he kind of tailed off his performance at the end of last year, and he knew when to hang it up. I kind of like that sometimes when a guy knows, like, my body's not. I can't dude, play especially, especially being on the Tampa Bay Lightning, dude, you're having a free pass to the playoffs. Right, right, exactly. Even if, like, you're the seventh defenseman, yeah. you probably could have hung in there all year, so... Kind of respect that move. I think to sum up Dan Girardi, like, so we have a buddy, uh, Karski, uh, basically just the man, but he was an offensive lineman in high school. He had limited hockey knowledge, but his favorite player was Dan fucking Girardi, and I think that says a lot when you're, you're a football buddy who is an offensive lineman is just like a meat wagon. His favorite player is Girardi. That pretty much tells it all. And I'm going to do this. This is just a little plug. Uh, shout out Karski if you're into betting college football tail in print he is on a gambling podcast for college football I think he's like 0 and 12 in <laughs> probably. but if you want to hear someone say stupid shit then go listen to him tail what's it called print. tail in tail print, print. Yeah. alright cool I didn't even know that but again shout out fucking Dan Girardi man like legend seriously like fuck man so many good memories because of that guy you know you know what I just kind of thought though like do you think Dan Girardi's the player he is today if Torts wasn't his coach? No, I mean, he's one of those guys that's a product of Torts, too, yeah. right? Like, the yeah. ultimate Tort player, like his mindset, it just meshed well. Him coming into the AHL, like under ECHL to AHL, he was an all-star in the AHL, put up huge numbers, and just kind of the fact that Torts kind of came in when he was hitting his prime was perfect. Like, yeah. there's no coach that would appreciate him and utilize him better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, Torts and him were a match made in heaven. My zero of the week goes to Steve Simmons, that uh, reporter out of Toronto who started all the drama with the Phil Kessel stuff, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> he tweets out, people need to stop conveniently lumping Rasmus and, uh, Sandine and Timothy, I don't know how to spell this. How do you say this guy's last name? Lil, 
Lilligren. Lilligren. Uh, together on Leafs defense, even though both were first-round picks, Sandy and the Leafs believe was a steal at 29 in 2018. Lilligren was not a steal at 17 in 2017. They should have taken Robert Thomas. Uh, when they picked Lilligren, Stimmons, in the Toronto Sun, Simmons, highly regarded D-man, Timothy Lilligren, a steal at Leafs for Leafs at 17. So pretty much he's saying this guy wasn't a steal, even though a couple years ago when they drafted him, he literally came out with an article that said he was a steal. So zero of the week goes to that guy for not knowing his shit. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck, that's fair, dude. Uh, I mean, that's a quick Google search. Like, do you know, you know, you think that that guy thought maybe there's a chance I called this guy a steal at some point? Right. Right. Yeah, dude. I agree. Like, if if you if you're gonna have a hot take like that, like check your old hot takes. You're like, it's not that hard. Like, I, I, we might not be good at a lot of things, but we have integrity on this podcast. When I say Vegas sucks, I mean Vegas sucks. Even when they're going to the Stanley Cup final, I'll still tell you that Vegas is the worst team in the NHL. I don't care because that was my point. And I'm going to stand by it. When I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. But at the same time, I'm not going to just totally flip that unless I have evidence, right? you yeah. got to have, like, a reason. Like, this dude, this dude, you can't call a prospect a steal one minute and then, like, a reach the next minute. Like, just fucking idiot. Yeah, pretty much. But that was my heroes and zeros for the week. Well, who were your heroes and zeros? Yeah, I'm really pissed off, dude. Because when I started talking about Dan Girardi, I actually had a really good hero. And now I completely forgot it. So I'm going to go to my zero of the week first. My zero of the week is restricted free agents, dude. Yes, good zero. Good zero, dude. All right, so first off, this class of superstars, which was abundant, there was so much talk of all these tough guys getting the contracts they want. They'll hold out. They don't care, right? Like, they're going to stick it to the GM so future players come in and all their contracts are sold. (coughs) All of these fucking players have all their contracts resolved. By September 29th, before the regular season started. Zero holdouts. Zero holdouts. They talked a big game. Mm-hmm. I thought Mitch Marner was going to be, like, playing, like, overseas right now. And his dad was going to be, like, starting rumors in, like, the Toronto media. Like His dad's literally LeVar Ball. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I thought, I thought we were going to see some holdouts this year. I thought guys were going to go the William Nylander route. But really, everyone just kind of went with their tail between their legs. Yeah, no, and... Like, who do these fucking players think they are, too, like, on top of that? Like, do you think Paul Correa, Pavel Bore, Yarmir Yager, fucking Ziggy Palfi, like, you think those motherfuckers would be doing this shit? No. They would have been at camp playing, get earning their contract, not fucking holding out. And I get it, dude. Like, obviously, I'm kind of kidding. If I'm that age and, like, the world's a different place, I want to get paid my money. I'm just saying, you're not seeing those superstar legends doing shit like this. And I, I don't know. That might be a really bad take. I think I probably just piss some people off. Whatever. No, dude, I agree. I agree with that. And the double down, I didn't even think about this. William Nylander might have actually done a lot of good for the league because now all GMs are scared to let guys be holdouts because then they'll have a shitty year and fucking turn into riffraff on Instagram. Could be, dude. Ah, uh, zero of the week. Zero. Hero. I don't fuck, man. I I'm so mad at myself. I I had a hero of the week locked up, and I'm gonna be honest with the fans at home. It's the first podcast of the year. I am winded. I'm actually red in the face. I'm sweating a little bit. I feel uncomfortable, dude. I had a sweatshirt on. I don't anymore. I could call myself the hero of the week because uh, I'm battling through this, but I'm not going to. I'm just not gonna name a hero of the week this week, and I'm gonna say I'll be better week two. Okay. All right. Cool. I thought you were gonna take one out of my playbook, but. 
Yeah. When in doubt, dude, that's so true. You'll learn on this podcast, we'll probably, I don't know how long the season is, like seven months or something like that. If we actually did one every week, that's like 30, 28 episodes, some shit like that. I don't know if that was accurate either. At least 16 to 18, I would say, podcasts, Ken will name himself Hero of the Week. I'm feeling good about myself, dude. <laughs> All right, now it's the last segment. Three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. We're going to kind of do three predictions because we didn't do the whole overview of conferences, divisions, and stuff like that. So we thought it would be pretty fun to do our three predictions for this year. Um, my third star, I think I kind of already touched on it. I think the Rangers make the playoffs this year. And I'm not just saying that as a as – a, Rangers fan. I think the Rangers and I think the Rangers and the Devils both make the playoffs this year. So who misses here's my thing, dude. There are so many good teams in the East. I only see one of those teams making it. Do you see both those teams being better in Philadelphia? Yeah. I think both those teams will be better than Philadelphia. Also, this might be like super hot take level. I don't think the Capitals make the playoffs this year. That is a super hot take. That should have been your number one. But, it could uh, happen, though. Something like that could happen. The Capitals played a whole lot of games, dude. A whole uh, lot of games. Also, you think Columbus is going to be in the playoffs again? That's a joke. Yeah. Uh, I did not think Columbus was going to be in the playoffs. I, I thought Washington. Washington, Pittsburgh. I think – I don't know, man. There's so many <coughs> good teams. I guess you could. I could see four and four coming out of both, so it is realistic, but – if you look at the East, Bruins, Tampa. Yep, uh, Toronto. Atlanta. Bruins, Tampa, Toronto. Toronto for sure. Yeah. Penguins, Ca- there, you can say Capitals because the Capitals are locked. I just don't think that they would. So that's five teams right there. So then you have three other teams other than that. Yeah, I mean, I think the Penguins will still find a way somehow as like the second one. So basically the last two spots are probably going to come down to the Devils, Rangers. Uh, Flyers, Chicago. Canadians. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. We're kind of just rambling. Hurricanes. Right yeah. Okay, who's your third star? Uh, my third star, it's two guys. Uh, I loved this news. I got it, like, I think it was last night that I got, I was reading this online. Milan Lucic and Tobias Reader <coughs> are on the Flames this year. If you have been living under a rock, Tobias Reader's the one where one of the owners basically called him out saying, like, he was a huge failure because he didn't score any goals. Yeah. They both went and scored a goal against the Oilers in the preseason the other night. How good did that feel for Toby Reader? So good, dude. And and this is another bad take I'm going to bring up. Last year, Toby Reader was actually one of my favorite signings on our free agent podcast. I'm going to go back and say he has a lot of speed. I think he'll be really good on that Flames offense, which is super high-powered. And I think Milan Lucic is going to have a comeback year. I'm saying it here first. I, this is just this is not an actual fact. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Boston Bruins, he was great. Black helmet. L.A. Kings, he was great. Black helmet. Edmonton Oilers, mediocre at best. Blue helmet. Calgary Flames, he's looked pretty good. Black helmet. He just looks fucking cooler in black. I like the way he looks in the flame. <laughs> I think Alberta. I think Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, Alberta will look will like them like him a lot better than Edmonton. Is Edmonton and Alberta too? Fuck. Yeah, but no, but like I get what you're saying. I think Calgary's more of a we fucking hit here kind of yes. team than Edmonton. Like Edmonton definitely has rowdy fans and the rink is packed and whatever, and they have that really cool new rink. But like the atmosphere in Calgary games, like it's the town of the rodeo. Like you feel that like it's kind of like Dallas Texas football where you feel that oil money kind of coming yeah. in. Yeah. Like, which is the same with the Oilers. People are like, you're a fucking idiot, the Oilers. <laughs> fuck you, I don't know. I just really like, 
I really like Lucic on the Flames. And my, my prediction for this is that Tobias Reeder and Milan Lucic are going to combine for 30 goals. I have Lucic marked down for 18 goals, and I have Tobias Reeder marked down for 12. So Toby Reeder just signed a deal with the Flames, uh, one-year deal, two-way. So you're going to have to hope that he's up in, on the big I, team. I think he flies. He, he flies. Uh, and he kills penalties. And he he's flies. Kind of like, he flies. And he flies, dude. He's a poor man's Carl Hagelin, dude. Flies, I, can get dude. Behind, I can get behind a poor man's Carl Hagelin potting 12 goals in today's NHL. It's just facts. What's your number two prediction? <laughs> My number two, uh, Kale McCarr wins Rookie of the Year if Capo Caco or Jack Hughes doesn't put up 50-plus points. I think that they will, but if they don't, I think you see Kale McCarr winning Rookie of the Year, and that'd be pretty badass for a defenseman to do that. Yeah, I told I totally get this logic. I think Cal McCarr might actually end up having the best season out of all three of them. But I think what might end up happening is if Caco, Capo Caco and and Hughes both have like sixty points by like the end of the year, like the hype train on rookie of the year between the two of them is gonna be huge. I think it's gonna be hard for McCarr being in that kind of smaller market without <coughs> getting it. But if it if it happens, dude, you're right. If they both kinda like not have bad years, but don't put up crazy points. I can see that happening. Dude, and McCarr's going to play because they just got rid of Tyson Berry. He's going to get his ice time. Yeah. Dude, have you seen <clears> – <throat> this is kind of a side note, but have you seen those videos that NHL's putting out where it's, like, different, like, analysts and people, like, making bold predictions for the season? No, but I need to. Darren, Darren Pang <clears throat> has a lot of Pedersen putting up over 100 points. What do you think on that? He's, really, he he's all- really good, dude. Yeah. He's I, really I good. Who else so, on their team? Somebody else on their team had a big year last year, and it was it other than Besser and, P- and Pedersen, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm lying. I mean, Horvat's <laughs> always a solid center. Like I like Bo Horvat. I, I, it could happen, man. He's so good. Oh, Quinn, right. Quinn Hughes is on that team this year. Yeah. Yo, I mean, could you I imagine like if could you imagine if Quinn Hughes wins Rookie of the Year out of nowhere? Yeah, I don't. I don't like see fuck you, Jack. Idea. Holy shit, yeah. though. That would be like finally, like finally stuffing your little brother in a locker. That'd be unreal, dude. Yeah, that's a good call, dude. Uh, uh, who's your second uh, star? Yeah, so this is kind of like going off the Lucy's thing. I'm actually just gonna say this as a whole. St. Louis last year, it's no secret. The way they kind of like beat the Bruins in the end is they wore them down with like big hits, and like it just seemed like kind of like when the Bruins won the cup in 2011. All of a sudden, other teams wanted to try to goon it up to play that similar style. The Kings won that way, um, and Blue won that way last year. I just see power forwards becoming more and more valuable, especially these guys that can skate. The two players I'm super excited for this year, I think they're both on bad teams, and they're but they're both going to be their team's all-star selections, is Josh Anderson and Anthony Mantha. Those are the two guys that <coughs> you take like another steps in the right direction. Like Anderson, for my money, was the best player on the Blue Jackets last year in the playoffs. Lit it up. It was a total terror. Hundred percent every shift. Mantha had Mantha's the same way, but dude, he has this like crazy skill. He's one of those weird guys because he's so tall. You kind of like look at him first. You're like, is this Jimmy Hayes? But then he can put his shoulder down and drive to the net. So I don't know. I just think the big guys are gonna have a big year. The NHL keeps getting smaller, and these guys like Miles Wood that are tall and can skate. I just think it's a good time to kind of like. Dude, I, I wish Anthony Mantha – like, I wish the Red Wings were good because Anthony Mantha would be a name that everybody would know. Like, yeah. you're, he's just a huge dude, drives the net. He can drop the gloves if he needs to. He plays with a bit of an edge. Same with Anderson. Anderson, I would hate to be on the ice with a guy like that. I would be scared the entire time. 
It's terrifying, yeah. I mean, dude, as a defenseman, your worst fear is a guy like Josh Anderson being behind you when you're going in to get a puck in the corner. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like <clears throat> yeah. that's, when, that's when the defensemen just start doing hard wraps all game and you get turnovers. Shout out Steve Camper. <laughs> yeah. Um, my number one star, <clears throat> Vesna. This is going to be shocking. Carter Hart, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, preseason numbers, 55 saves on 56 shots, one goal against, 982 save percentage. I think the Flyers finally have their goalie. I hope that they don't play who they have. Elliot, I think, is the other guy that they have there. Ride this guy. Um, having said that, I don't know if they're going to because AV is their new coach, and AV hates kids, so that might not work out. He just sent uh, Morgan Frost to the AHL. He hates fucking young kids. Um, but watch out for Carter Hart this year. I think he's going to have a huge year for Philly. Yeah, no, I. it's kind of funny, dude, like, and I'm not really ready to commit to this yet, but last year our big beef was Carter Hutton. Now you're onto Carter Hart. You can't escape goalies with the name Carter, dude. Um, you also have a friend that drinks heavily when you hang out with him, Carter. Uh, so you're a big Carter guy? Is that what I'm getting? I think so. What about uh, Aaron Carter, the singer, not the player? Oh, there's tons of shit going on right there. Did you hear all about that? Nick Carter uh, filed a restraining order against Aaron Carter because Aaron Carter said he was going to kill his wife or something like that. (laughs) I'm a first-name Carter guy, not a last name. That's That's so true. Chris Carter was a scumbag too, wasn't he? Chris Carter? Who's Oh, the wide receiver? Yeah. Wasn't he liking some shady shit? Last name Carter. Stay away from that, dude. Unless you're Lorenzo Carter on the Giants, and I'm good with that. All right, fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that as oh, a pick either. Oh, oh, or Coach Carter. Loved Coach Carter. Here's my one thing, though, dude, and I don't – if – so can you can we agree that Philadelphia's issue for the last, like, four years or so has always been their goalie? That's it's not been four been, years. It's been their entire goddamn fucking yeah. existence. So here's my thing. You, you don't really have the Flyers getting it, but if Carter Hart wins the Vesna, they had to have gotten into the playoffs, right? With that roster, with those... <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to go 100% on my predictions, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair, dude. That's fair, I guess. So that's like one... so basically, you're shooting two ways. You're either thinking, like, you're going to hit with the Flyers missing it, or you're going to hit with Carter Hutton being a stud, but, like, both probably won't happen. Like, only one's going to happen, but you'll be right on one of them. That's why I'm an awful gambler, because when I gamble, I do shit like that, and I either go 0 for 2, or I go 1 for 1, and I'm even. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, my number one star, and I don't know how hot of a take this is, but to me, this is a team that I keep hearing about. The Florida Panthers. My prediction is that the Florida Panthers will not make the playoffs this year. Um, they have they have what's-his-name behind the bench, Quenville behind the bench. They signed Bob to huge money. They have um, you know, they have a couple good D, like Ekblad, Yandel, Max, and at the same time, like they're sick, but they're not that sick. You look at their forward group. Barkov's nasty and one of the most underrated players, but I just think there's something about playing in that empty rink in South Florida and just not really giving a fuck and, like, having great, like, parties probably, like, on Miami yachts, but, like, not making the playoffs and being okay with it. Like, there's just something about the Panthers that I will never be able to buy it. It happened when Scott Mellonby left that franchise. Yeah, I guess you can you can direct it right to that. But, like, I'm just looking through, like, Noel Chari's my boy. But, like, just looking at their lineup, like, Brett Conley. No. Uh, Wait, Brett Mike, Conley, the Rouston and Capitals guy? Yeah. Oh, I now, fucking hated him. I'm so glad I don't have to see him all the time now. All right. Brett Conley, like, Mike Hoffman. Like, I don't know. Trocek's good, but, like, I, 
he's like their like number two or three player. I just don't think they have the depth people think they do. If that makes sense. I just think they're like overrated. Like oh oh, sorry. I have another. I have a completely. I take away my Carter Hart prediction. Go ahead. You can just go. Arizona Coyotes make the playoffs. I don't buy that for a second. Dude, they almost made the playoffs last year. They went on a fucking run there at the end. They could, man. They didn't really lose anybody. If, if anti-Ranta stays healthy, that could be one that you could see happening. All these young kids that they have are starting to not be young anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just look at their... At the same time, I will say this. I'm not as high as some people are on teams like the Avalanche. Like The Avalanche are a team. I know they're in the opposite division. They're in the central... I don't see them making the playoffs, like, and I guess that's kind of a, no, I don't see them making the playoffs. I just don't see them being the same team, like, and that's probably a stupid take, too. But there are just teams in the West that made the playoffs I don't think are that good. Like, the Jets are going to have a down year. If you look in the Coyotes division, it's basically the Sharks, Flames, and Knights, and then it's a dumpster fire after that. So, the Oilers, Canucks, Ducks, Kings. I think one of those California teams makes a comeback this year. I don't know which one. I can't see them both sucking that bad. But I guess maybe you're right. Maybe it's just right for the picking where it's a good time, but I don't buy the Phil Kessel hype and all that there. Could happen. Shout out, Seth. I haven't heard from you in a while, buddy. Hit us up. I know, too, dude. Like, I don't I think, did we talk about Phil Kessel being a Coyote? No, dude, we didn't because we didn't do Free Agent Frenzy. And that was after, so it was a trade, but that was after. Here's my thing on Phil Kessel, like, he just seems like a guy who gets sunburned easily. Like, is he really going to enjoy Arizona? Like, I feel like he's just going to be inside cranking the AC all year. This is going to be the first time Phil Kessel has been on a team that isn't, like, under a microscope. True. I mean, and How's, you're right. So that's, that's one or two ways, dude. That's either he's going to thrive without the pressure or he's just going to let himself go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's no, no middle ground there. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's definitely a wild card. That's why I said I'm not sold on that. Just because, like, I don't know which Phil Kessel you're going to get. Like, he could totally just be like, got my money. Like, <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, boys, you want to go golf and get a hot dog? I'm Phil. <laughs> like, who on that locker room is going to yell at Phil? Oliver? I could see Derek, Derek. I could see Derek Stepan, like, try to, and Phil be like, <laughs> you're, you're Derek Stepan, idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I think they'll be close, but for – I. I have a hard time buying the Coyotes. Do you really think Ranta is going to be great? I know he went down last year. He looks good. <clears throat> if Ranta is healthy, Ranta is one of the best goalies in the league, which is kind of weird to say, but he is. He's like a top 10, eh, top, yeah, yeah, top 12, top, top 12 probably goalie. Like, probably like 12, yeah. But, like, Just if he's here. healthy, dude, he's he's awesome. He's a really, really good goalie. So, we'll see. His issue's always been health. Yeah, fair. But, right. wow, felt good, dude. Hour and a half pod. Yeah, I'm fucking exhausted, dude. That was a lot to handle. I'm happy we're back, though. Uh, I, I gotta be honest with the fans, too. If you've made it this far, I'm just gonna say it. I was gonna hold out for microphones. You probably won't have microphones. If we um, can figure it out, I'll do the microphone. I just don't know how to do it. I just wanted to make the point, like, you know, like, I hope if you're still listening, like, thank you. Like, we went on a hiatus. It's whatever. We're just kind of, that's, that's the reason you should enjoy this podcast is, like, you know, it's just kind of like the boys talking. Like, sometimes sometimes we get kind of grumpy and we don't want to talk about stuff. Sometimes we do. But we just let it rip. It's a very makeshift amateur production. It's not like it's not like you have a Brazzers account. It's like you're scrolling the internet trying to find whatever you can that was made with the camcorder. So, um, I'm glad you just mentioned Brazzers account because I was thinking about preseason hockey. And, like, preseason hockey is literally just, like, a 30-minute porno that you pull up and, like, 
the first like a couple seconds you're like all right i'm watching porn hell yeah and then you're like three minutes in and nothing's happened yet and you're like what the fuck and then you fast forward to like the real grounded pound it's like okay this is what i came for that's preseason hockey yeah that's true dude like i try to get myself excited for preseason hockey uh it's cool seeing like prospects and young guys but at the same time like there's just some boring ass hockey being played like yeah. it's like yeah, dude, right. I watched I watched this rain. Who was it? Rangers Flyers game the other day. There was like forty three icings. It was awful, dude. It was so bad. And I remember being so happy about watching. It. I get home like I cannot believe I just had to fucking watch that thing. Yeah, so I dude, that would be sick. I don't, what's the first game of the year? Do you know? Uh, I know the first Rangers game. I don't know the first game. <laughs> Rangers play the Jets. In, in Madison Square Garden? Yep, Lemieux and uh, Truba get to play against their old team. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So when's the first day? Is it the second? <coughs> uh, I don't know. We, we play Wednesday. I saw somebody, a couple people tweeted out, and, like, they're such dicks. They don't tell you exactly what's happening, but they said there's going to be a huge announcement on opening night. So. Ooh, I actually really like these uh, matchups. First night of hockey... Tuesday, Ottawa, Toronto, Washington, St. Louis, Vancouver, Edmonton, San Jose, Van- uh, Vegas. Those so, are actually uh, really good games. Yeah, and it looks like Washington, Seattle, or St. Louis, and then San Jose, Vegas are on national TV. Oh, so. dude, next year we have Seattle, dude. Yeah, dude, we'll get to that. Oh, too. my God. All right, but that was the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on all the shit. Buy merch, dude. We have really, really cool merch. Uh, I think we're going to do a giveaway once a month where we'll tweet something out or some shit. So, All right, guys. Until then, Hal, you have anything else? That's it, dude. All right, later, guys. Really miss you till you dead or you gone So on that note, I'm leaving after the song So you ain't gotta feel no way about Jay so long But at least let me tell you why I'm this way Hold on, I was conceived by Gloria Carter and Adnan's Reeves Who made love under the sycamore tree Which makes me a more sicker MC And my mama would claim At 10 pounds when I was born, I didn't give her no pain I told through the years, I gave her her fair share I gave her her first real scare I made it for birth when I got here She knows my purpose wasn't purpose I ain't perfect, I can't But I feel worthless Cause my shirts wasn't matching my gear Now I'm just scratching the surface Cause what's buried under there was a kid torn apart once his pop disappeared I went to school, got good grades, could behave when I wanted But I had demons deep inside that were raised when confronted Hold on Me and my mama couldn't beat me hard enough to match the pain of my pop not seeing me so with that disdain in my membrane got on my pimp game fuck the world my defense came then the haven introduced me to the game spanish jose introduced me to kane i'm a hustler now my gear is in and i'm in the in crowd and all the wavy light skin girls are loving me now my self-esteem went through the roof man i got my swag got a vocal from this girl when the man got back plus i hit my mama with cash my show that i had supposedly knowing nobody paid jazz whack ass i'm getting ahead of myself by the way i can rap but that can Second to me moving is crack. Give me a second, I swear. I would say about my rap career. To 96 came. I'm here. Goodbye. I felt the rush.